welcome to our fourth episode of the Wellness From Home podcast series. The Wellness From Home podcast series is all about knowledge and skills that we can offer to help you be effective while you're working remotely and for you to either start or maintain your healthy habits. Before we begin this episode of the podcast series and introduce our guest, a few websites that you can use to take advantage of towards your health and wellness goals include first our join zestwellness.com link. This is where you can enroll in the Zest Wellness platform, which is powered by Virgin Pulse. We also have another link, which is zestwellnesscgi.com. This is where you can find our prior podcast episodes, as well as our webinars and our blog. And then lastly, you can also find Zest Wellness on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And here we are with another episode for our Wellness from Home podcast series with our guest, Sharon, from our Zest Wellness team. Here is Sharon's personal health and wellness philosophy. Start small, think big, don't stop, pivot. Wellness for Sharon is all about being your best self in a given moment. Her favorite exercise is the plank. And her favorite book is If Nobody Speaks. That said, here is our recording with Sharon. Okay, and on this episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with Sharon from our Zest Wellness team. And Sharon has a, an extremely unique perspective uh, because of the, the thousands of biometric screenings and, and consultations she's been a part of. Uh, so first off, Sharon, thank you for taking the time out of your day. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to be keeping proactive and busy. So um, I'm excited to share some some tips and hopefully help some of the folks out there who are also at home. Great. So let's start things off with you, you know, you, you help people in, in terms of uh, strategies and tips uh, during your biometric consultations. And those consultations are relevant no matter if someone's at home right now uh, or if it's just their, their typical day-to-day -day life. So what are some of these tips that you like to share during these screenings or just give us a little bit of insight into what these consultations are like and how mm -hmm. the lessons from them are still applicable even though individuals may still be at home uh, for extended periods of time right now. Okay, cool. Thanks, Nathan. That's a really good question and hopefully it will help a lot of people. Um, so what we traditionally do at biometric screenings is that we check people's vital signs, be it their blood pressure, cholesterol, um, and we also do a body composition assessment. So we check their weight, their height, look at their 
muscle and fat distribution. Um, but something that's occurred to me, which is really interesting, is that a lot of the times these results affirm what people already know. So people already know, oh, you know, my blood pressure is going to be high today. And they even say that before they take their reading. So what I'd like to say to the people out there, for those of you that know that you have possibly um, a health condition or you struggle with maybe um, you have a family history of prediabetes, um, you would already know that you have the power to look at your lifestyle to help mitigate your risk and lower your risk for lifestyle associated um, chronic diseases such as cardiovascular disease and diabetes. So that's the cool thing is that most people already know. We kind of either know through our family history, most people know about their weight and how it affects their health. So when we do these screening tests, we're just confirming that for them. And sometimes it's a kickstart. So, um, for those of the people who haven't had their screening this year, you, you kind of already know what, you know, where you are with your health. Um, so what, what can you do about it? Um, and a frequent thing that comes up, and I think it's really, really interesting, especially as we're all staying at home, is time management and health. Everyone, we've all been so busy. We've been working. We've been commuting. We've got childcare. We've got weekends, agendas, plans, travel. And then we've got our lifestyle and our wellness that we're trying to do to enhance our health. But now that seems to be on pause. We've all been shifted. We're in a new normal. We're, we're pretty much starting from scratch. So life as we know it has been on pause. Um, what I would like to ask the people out there hopefully listening is, what are you going to do with this time now that you have it? Some people might answer, hey, I don't have any time. I have two kids. My husband's on a conference call in the bedroom. I, you know, th it, this is crazy. But I would maybe ask again, can you find a gap in your new normal where you can enhance your well-being? Say that time that you would have had on your daily commute, can that be used for your morning stretch? Maybe you can plan your meals prep for the afternoon. So the tips that we give at biometric screening is really to start small. We're not expecting people to train for a marathon by running up and down the stairs, you know, if they've never run before. And, you know, the scope of what we would get people to brainstorm themselves and what they would like to do to enhance their wellness, that scope is limited now to within the home, depending on where you're living at the moment. So, yeah, it's the answer is within you. So you know what you would like to do. So you can choose that one thing that you you would find easy to improve your health and wellness today. So just consider it a micro step in the right direction. Um, I like to call it a 10 minute win. So for example, if you can think of something you can do in 10 minutes, that's going to enhance your health and well-being. Um, for example, today, Donovan, our wellness coordinator, has shared, have a piece of fruit with your meal today. Having a positive lifestyle and creating healthy habits doesn't have to be grand or extravagant. Sometimes it's something really basic and really simple. And your personal preference will guide that. So maybe, hey, you know, I really hate fruit and that's going to be a really big challenge for me. I'm stuck inside. I don't want to feel any more miserable than I'm feeling already. Well, maybe it could be I'll actually drink more water instead or I'll practice mindfulness or I'll share a worry with a friend. I'll, I'll focus on my mental health right now. And when my mental health is a bit stronger, maybe I'll choose that healthy stack tomorrow. So taking steps day by day, starting off with something 
you maybe you've already done it. Maybe you've already made that healthy decision this morning and you can tick it off your list. And try not to be so hard on yourself. But creating healthy habits starts really, really small. And um, the answers are within you because you have your personal preferences. We never go out and prescribe, okay, you have to do running, Nathan, because you know you need to lower your blood pressure. And we know that cardiovascular exercise will do that for you. You might hate running. You might have a bad knee you know that already and you're like, hey, well, I actually prefer swimming, so I'm going to swim. So that's just an example of um, how people already know what they they could do. But because our choices are quite limited, I would maybe suggest that we start asking our questions, what can I do? And maybe what can I do in a very small amount of time um, and start those small habits and that hopefully we can build it during this very, very strange and surreal time for all of us. Wow, Sharon, that was that was extremely uh, powerful. Um, even just to learn that it sounds like the way we talk to ourselves when you just mentioned the the, the word can uh, mm-hmm. can really make a difference. So you, uh, it's another question if you don't mind is you just mentioned uh, blood pressure. Uh, since we have your time right now, it'd be, sure. it'd be nice to kind of hear your like put the to hear your answer from if, when you put on your clinical hat. So if someone right mm-hmm. now is thinking they're at home and they're, they're thinking, Oh my gosh, uh, do I have high blood pressure right now? Or if they were to hypothetically walk into a room uh, where you're in the room and they see, you know, I have high blood pressure. Like mm-hmm. how would you advise everyone to maybe kind of keep their calm? Um, how to know if they actually do have high blood pressure that maybe how they could act on that. Um, but yeah, just with, with your putting on your clinical hat, what do you what do you say to that? Yeah, I mean, blood pressure is a vital sign. Um, you sometimes people feel they have high blood pressure, and um, some people get um, a sense of it. And when they check it, um, a lot of people have traditionally checked blood pressure in the supermarkets or with their physician, um, but that's may not be a feasible option right now. So a home blood pressure monitor would be really useful um, for someone who maybe is predisposed to high blood pressure or um, is worried about if they have high blood pressure or not, maybe based on family history or maybe current stress levels. So um, essentially, you know, checking your blood pressure from home um, isn't diagnostic. So what it would be is it's you know, one high reading doesn't necessarily diagnose you. And we need to be careful as well with not being our own physicians. Physicians at this time are more important than ever um, as we're kind of facing a pandemic. But um, be very careful not to take too much control over your health and set up that communication with your primary care physician. Um, If you don't have a primary care physician or a GP or a general practitioner, I recommend that maybe you call a clinic and register with them um, and um, so that you do have that resource to go go to um, and say if you do have a high reading that you could have it diagnosed and hopefully virtually insurance plan by calling like number on the the back of your card and just to check your coverage for telemedicine or or teleconsults that would be a first step they could take and just to check their their coverage for that and putting your blood pressure at home using a home monitor would be a really good way to self-assess and if you're concerned you should check with your doctor 
Um, if it's a borderline high, you can check the ranges for it on heart.org. That's the American Heart Association. So that, that's a really good resource to kind of give you tips, tricks and tools for managing your blood pressure, seeing what the ranges should be. Um, and you might choose maybe nutrition or exercise at this time to help improve it. So um, for example, um, a lot of salt in your diet can increase your blood pressure, um, especially a lot of us, um, I know it's, it's in Cayman Islands, we're all running out of our snacks at the moment, um, which seems kind of a little bit petty, but um, you know, we're all stuck indoors and I find myself grazing a lot during the day and my go-to snack would be salted peanuts. Um, but if I was someone with high blood pressure, that mightn't be the wisest choice because that would have high sodium or high salt, which would increase your blood pressure. Um, and then maybe indoors, you could start an online exercise class. Um, there's some great um, resources that um, our Zest Wellness community is going to be sharing, you know, to connect you guys with um, online classes. But yeah, you could look at trying to be more active indoors. It's for sure a challenge but it can actually be really rewarding and you don't have to get in the car and drive down to the gym, the gym which is pretty cool and um, that helps me because it means I'm always on time for the class <laughs> usually late um but yeah um managing your blood pressure at home is something that, that you yeah you can take micro steps as we kind of describe it take small steps start looking at your nutrition your lifestyle and how you can improve that at home and most people know their their achilles heel or what's putting their blood pressure off be it their nutrition be it their lack of exercise or how they deal with stress so maybe just practicing that mindfulness you know what can they do indoors is to reduce their blood blood pressure maybe it's just the news right now and me personally I allow myself the news once a day it's like the 2 p.m update from our Cayman Islands government which is very very reassuring less sensational and I'm getting the facts which is again reassuring so um you know there's there's different things we all can do as I said as a healthcare practitioners, as a nurse, I never tell someone what to do. I ask them to choose what they think they should do. And because we're all individuals, we have different preferences, but we can all at least choose one thing to kind of, as I said, go in the right direction um, while we're not really going anywhere. <laughs> can you actually, that, that's such a, a great point. Do you mind just elaborating on that? So you're saying, the, the, once again, the difference in language, you're saying instead of thinking about uh, that certain way of thinking, we should be thinking of what we, what we. I, I think if if I heard you right, uh, we should be asking ourselves what we want to do, not what we should do. Is that what you're getting at? If you don't mind elaborating on that. Yeah, that that. Thanks for picking that up, and um, because sometimes I ramble, and um, but yeah, if, for example, um, I've had some amazing experiences, and you know, I really do miss right now, like interacting with our clients and doing the biometric screening, um, but I found that. I don't have the answers to your lifestyle question. You do. Um, and one really, really interesting client, again, maintaining confidentiality. I just said, what do you do to keep, keep fit? You know, you said your blood pressure was managed last year and your blood pressure is not managed this year. And they said, well, I was building my house. So every weekend they were out in the yard, raking the gravel, putting bricks on the wall. And then that project was completed. So they stopped being active. They stacked on a bit of weight. And they knew that's why their blood pressure was up. 
but in a million years would I tell someone start a construction project to lower your blood pressure like I cannot connect those dots and um, so I just thought it was really interesting how he knew why his blood pressure had got off because that was he didn't have the time to go to the gym while he was doing his construction project so he got out of the habit but that habit of building a house wasn't a bad habit it kept him active but then once that project was completed his biometric screening consult was his time to reassess going hey wait a minute I kind of knew this but what can I do now what's my next step so you know we're all sitting at home you know working from home eating from home doing a lot of things from home now maybe we can just ask ourselves the question like what are my next steps for my lifestyle where, where do I go from here okay that's a, that's amazing um and Sharon how about uh on the, on the personal side but well, we're going to ask this question because it's you're you're kind of walking the talk right now and what you've learned and what you're doing to sure. really help people um but yeah. as a last question here uh for individuals who are you know they're balancing working remotely uh with the family mm-hmm. and and with parenting um so to the fellow yeah. uh parents who are listening right now and you know they're they're trying to uh be of, of value to their work and to their teams they're trying to practice and keep up with their health um what, what do you say to them and any things that you've tried any new strategies um how have you kind of managed uh work life right now um because yeah you you're walking the talk and, and be, it'd be nice to hear what you're doing to support yourself and how others can learn from that yeah thanks, thanks for asking um yeah like the majority of the people in the world today actually because the most of us are, are indoors which is really really um unusual um yeah i'm feeling it it's it's really tough things that have helped me are um, communicating so um i communicate with my husband my kind of critical points in the day so when i do have maybe a client call or um i have a team meeting we kind of we basically do our schedule and um, it was something even as a team and um, we discussed on our team call like you know tips that can help us and I found setting a schedule was like absolutely essential for us um, especially because we have two kids um, just quite over two so I have a two-year-old and a 15-week-old so yeah two little boys and we've got nap schedules and all sorts. So I, what we did, we just started off this week. We wrote everything out, timelines, gaps in the day where we could actually um, work um, side by side. So he's in one room, I'm in the other room while the kids nap. Um, and yeah, so having that schedule really, really helped. Um, I do try and get up and get dressed. Um, for work which is you know I'm sure I'd be kicked out of the office if they saw what I'm wearing today but in general I do find that like when I get up brush my teeth you know comb my hair at least get that much done I know all the moms out there are like got the mom bonds or you know our hair is a bit crazy right now without the hairdressers so we appreciate you um but yeah getting up and doing doing your your basic routine um and it's nice that we can have like a little bit more of a mindfulness about it we don't actually have to rush into the car um we do have that extra time in terms of like preparing lunches, getting food in containers. All of it's in the fridge right now. You know, we're extremely grateful. And, and that's thanks, obviously, to the supermarkets for, for staying open for us. Um, 
So yeah, um, so the first point was like literally writing down a schedule, communicating with the people that you live with at home, um, and then communicating with your colleagues on how that works with you as a team, client obligations, etc. So, and that would be the first step would be schedule. And then having, I, we all really miss our routine. And I think my little son does as well, because, you know, I can see that he's definitely out of sorts, but we're just trying to make the most of a, a really, really tough situation. Um, and by keeping those small routines like, oh, we brush our teeth in the morning, we get dressed in the morning, and they're normal things that we can find comfort in. Awesome. And then um, to, to, to finalize things here with, uh, with indeed your little ones, do you, uh, do you, do you recommend, uh, and you know, perhaps these, these questions don't have answers to them, but at least it, it mm-hmm. opens a question and, and, and someone could, could really learn from it is, do you are you uh, mindful of a certain aspect of of your uh, your the health of your sons right now? Do you do you talk to them about these big kind of world, or do you try to talk to to either of them about these big world uh, changes, or um, just your last couple uh, suggestions, I guess, on on maybe any parents out here and their kids uh, during this time for their for kind of the health and wellness of of their kids on that side of things. Yeah, for kids, um, I have to laugh because Nate, you don't have kids, and um, my yeah, little son, yeah. well, the one that's um, kind of more active right now, he's two, so talking to him about pandemics is going to be lost. All he cares about is the letter B and his numbers right now, and he's happy. Um, yeah, what I would say is that yeah, it's obviously extremely difficult. Um, you know, connect with other moms, connect with dads and you know family members virtually I think that's so so important keeping up the regular contact with our you know we all have like our our inward bubble you know um, at home whoever's in our household but you know family and friends are such a big part of our lives and now that's so one thing that I I really do feel is missing and as as an expat like I'm I'm from Ireland um, I'm kind of used to the distance if that makes sense. So my parents and my sister um, and my extended family and friends, they're still at home. So keeping in contact virtually um, and I would recommend using video camera because it's just that extra little bit of comfort, that extra bit of, you know, familiarity that you can use to reconnect um, your kids, especially as with, you know, your wider circle of support. Um, you know, like my parents might, you know, look at my kid's drawing and talk to him about Baby Shark and Peppa Pig. And it's good for them as well, especially people that are, you know, feeling extra vulnerable. Um, it, it's a way to keep them uplifted as well. To So to share your children, I think, is is really important. Um, you know, and you can share that on video calls right now. And so that's that's how we try and stay positive. Um I try and keep the news off, but again, there's probably a little bit more of the cartoons on loop than than we would normally like. But I think that's the reassurance that we were given that, you know, we're all going through a very, very stressful time to be kind to ourselves, you know, try not to, to aim for perfection and, you know, reach out to your friends and family for that support and, and have those conversations when you're finding parenting difficult. And um, yeah, share share a funny mem with your friends. Because uh, there's a lot of parenting mems going around at the moment for all the moms and dads uh, working from home. So yeah, just to kind of reassure and support each other, reach out and 
Yeah, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, that's if, that's amazing. That's no right way. I think we all need to like remind ourselves that it's it's not a it's, there's no clinical. You know, you you don't you don't wake up and there's no well there is a baby book like what to expect when you're expecting and and all those things and you know in terms of like health um of your children again what you would normally do but it just might be picking up the phone to your pediatrician picking up the phone to that family doctor if you do have CERN and don't hesitate you know um as parents you have instincts you know we're, we're all absolutely you know extremely concerned about each other's health and, and the health of our children right now as well so again what you would do in it normally would be contact your healthcare provider in situations where you are concerned about uh, like a clinical issue like a fever um, and, and not to take any chances um great 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 all right sharon let's uh yeah, let's let's end on that note. Um, I know I, I learned a lot. Everything from and I purposely wrote this stuff down. Everything from uh, the almost it sounds like the mindset behind our numbers. So in terms of you mentioned things like a ten minute win. Yeah. Um, we got your take on you know parenting things like connecting virtually. Um, mm -hmm. So some some really cool things that. Uh, that can then help us with our health and wellness. So once again, th thank you for uh, this actually really insightful uh, couple of minutes together. And it's only been a couple of minutes, so thank you. Good, yeah, I try not to go talk too much. Um, but yeah, I, I hope everyone um, finds some reassurance in it. And, and I think together we can all get through it. And what, what we, we can be really super thankful for is, is the internet these days. So without it, I don't know what we do. Um, but yeah, I'm glad to stay connected and do this podcast with you and hopefully people, people enjoy it.